It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. CBS Sports salary cap expert Joel Corey thinks Jesse Bates is asking for an absolute bag. Cheeto thinks the Bengals should pay him. We'll talk about Jesse Bates' contract negotiations. Riley Reef took a visit. He's not retiring. We'll revisit the Riley Reef conversation and finish up with a locked-on NFL curious ranking of top NFL wide receiver duos. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we're the Locked On Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Thanks for making us your first listen. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for thumbs upping on YouTube. Thanks for following on your audio platform of choice. We really appreciate every single one of you that listens and interacts with us on Twitter and in the comments, etc. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. James, a lot to get through today for an off-season episode. We've got Joel Corey, who is generally pretty good about the salary cap, writing up a little bit about what he thinks Jesse Bates might be asking for. Chido Awuzie, sorry, on Twitter, tweeting pay him on what was that Friday, I think last mm-hmm. week. And it's going to be apparently a pretty big ask. According to Joel Corey, Joel Corey thinks that Jamal Adams has screwed everything up in the safety market. And despite <laughs> the, the recent contracts coming in around the $14 million mark for guys like Marcus Williams, that Jamal Adams contract is ratcheting up Jesse Bates' asking price. And if that's the case, it gets really doubtful to me that a deal is going to get done. Even if the Bengals tried and said, you know, 15 and a half, 16. Well, if Bates' number is 17 and a half or market setting money, maybe a 17 and 17, seven, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big gap. Who have the Bengals reset the market for in the past 30 years of, of respective positions? Well, Carson Palmer. Yeah. Right. They'll do that for, for an elite quarterback. Um, I think they'll be willing to do that for Jamar Chase. Um, but that's a few years away. Jesse Bates is not getting market setting money. It will not happen. So are the Bengals willing to do the Marcus Williams deal, right? You know, the 14 million ish. I think so. I think they would love to do that. They're certainly willing to pay him 13 million. That's why they franchise tagged him. He's only 25 years old. And so this, and we go around in circles analyzing this, but to me, it's going to come down to Jesse Bates. What does he want to be? Does he want to be the highest paid safety in the NFL for a team? Let's just use Jamal Adams, like the Seahawks, who are clearly 
the worst team in their division, who have really little shot of making the postseason, who have zero shot of winning a Super Bowl, and have a quarterback that, let's be honest, probably doesn't even uh, complete a ball like Joe Mixon did in Super Bowl 50s. I mean, who's playing quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks? Point, point is, do you want to win and be part of this foundation at $15 million per? Or do you want market-setting money? And I think that's the part of it that it's going to come down to with Jesse Bates. Because the Bengals, they have a history. Yeah, they don't want to reset the market necessarily with a bunch of guys. But they've paid their own much more than they've not. And I think they want to get back to that after investing in free agents and free agents and free agents over the past couple of years to remake that defense. Bates is the one guy that was still around from the old regime. And there's a couple others, but still around from the old regime that they kept around, that they've developed, and that has a chance to be a, a real star at his position. Like Sam Hubbard, they've kept around. He's not a star. He's really good. But Bates has a chance to be that, but not if he's going to win $18 million per. So if Joel Corey's accurate here, and we're talking Jamal Adams' money, I think Bates is going to get Jamal Adams' money, maybe, but it won't be until after the 2022 season. And honestly... If he plays great this year, wouldn't shock me if the Bengals are like, fine, we're going to tag you again because our window's still open and we'll figure it out. And you're not going to hit free agency until you're 27 years old. So that's the part that Jesse Bates is, is kind of flirting with here is the Bengals, they have control and they can make him play on the franchise tag this year. If he's great, they can make him play on it next year with a pay bump and, and then he'll finally hit free agency in 2024. The most likely outcome to me feels like he's playing this year on the franchise tag and then he's going to go somewhere else in free agency. At this point, the, the way that this has gone, the way that reports have come out like this one about what he's potentially asking for, the idea that a long-term deal is going to get done or that he's going to be back after playing on the franchise tag seems unlikely. It seems like at this point, you're right. We've talked in circles about this. We've talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. Has anything changed at any point in the last year when we've been talking about this, except for now he's trying to posture and say, I'm not going to play on the franchise tag? Uh, one thing did change. He had his worst season. And, and that's the other part of this. Like leverage-wise – you just had the worst 16 game season of your career and he didn't play in, in, in all 17. And uh, I think he played 15. He missed the Jags game and then he missed week uh, 18, which all the starters did. But that's the thing is like, Jesse, you didn't play better than Marcus Williams last year in the regular season. If the Bengals are willing to give you Marcus Williams money and the reason that you struggled partially was because you were in your own head because it was a one-year deal, get the security now. And... Who knows? Maybe I'm crazy and, and maybe Joel Corey's wrong and the Bengals are offering ten, offering him 10 million per. If so, then yeah, that's silly. But I, I just I don't think that's the case, right? They're willing to pay him 13 this year. I think they'd be willing to pay him 13 long term and maybe they go to 14 or 15. 18, 20. I don't think there's a shot in hell, Jake, to be honest with you. And from a, a most likely standpoint, I agree with you. But for me, if he plays at that elite all-pro level and is an all-pro, are you letting him walk after 2022? I would say, all right, I'm going to tag him again and I'm going to make you play it out again because the window is still going to be open next year. Burrow will still be on his rookie deal. All these guys are still going to be 
low cost and they'll have plenty of space to tag him again if he plays at that elite elite level he would have to play you know awesome because he'd make about 15 million or so maybe a little bit more on the tag if they tagged him again yeah it's a big if but yes if jesse bates takes a step and becomes an all pro safety that is certainly the scenario where you can see the bengals saying ah we're gonna keep you for one more year especially if like there's another playoff run they yeah. get to the AFC Championship game. They get to the Super Bowl again. They win, even if they win, right? Like, if those things happen and Jesse Bates is a big part of that, then you could see a franchise tag again, certainly, or you could see them just throw the throw the back throw the bag at him, back up the truck, whatever analogy you want to use. If he's that important to the team, but it looks like they've drafted his replacement if they need him in Dax Hill. And Dax Hill, of course, we've talked about, can can also play Von Bell's role to a significant degree as well. So not necessarily a one-to-one there, but if they need him to, they've got him. And we've seen them do this before. And so the the thing for the Bengals is, is this an Andrew Whitworth situation? And obviously Whit was older, but where you let a guy go that you shouldn't let go if that's what ends up happening because you feel like you have his replacement? Or is this name any other scenario maybe it's carl lawson where you feel like you can get better the position through some other means free agency draft whatever where the bengals feel like they got better with trey hendrickson and and which of those outcomes will this land on for the bengals coming up next let's get into some free agents again we're we're deep into the offseason at this point the offseason program is wrapping up but riley reef his name has surfaced a visit oh. with the Jets, who also had oh. a visit with Larry Joby. Both those guys still out there. Should the Bengals be interested? We'll get into it coming up next. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring, a wedding band, or maybe you just want to surprise her with something special, BlueNile.com is the place to go because they have something for every milestone moment. And the best part about Blue Nile, well, they're going to help you through it because if you're like me, you don't know anything about jewelry or you know very, very little. Well, it's okay. They have jewelry experts that can chat with you via phone, that can talk with you online 24-7. Not 18-6, not 18-5, not between business hours of 9 to 5 when you're busy working. No, no, no. 24-7. And they're going to be able to help you, assist you through the process, whether you're looking for an engagement ring, diamond band, anything in between. So, Check them out right now at BlueNile.com. And the best part, outside of the fact that they're going to coach you through it, is that the package, it's going to be discreet. It's going to be fully insured. She's not going to know what it is. So if it's delivered to your house, guess what? That's okay. That's not going to be – you're still going to be able to surprise her. You're still going to be able to wow her. So go to BlueNile.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get 50 bucks off any order of $500 or more. So – don't delay. Go there now. BlueNile.com. Use promo code Locked On and pick out something she's going to love forever and use promo code Locked On to get 50 bucks off today at BlueNile.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Riley Reef is in the Big Apple, or was in the Big Apple. Oh. He's still out there. Before mm-hmm. we get into that conversation, quick reminder, the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, and you remember the Ultimate NFL Mock Drafts we've done the last few years here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, begins on June 16th. 50 insiders participating. Nothing comes close to the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft, the Lockdown NFL Big Board Draft experts and Odyssey insiders bringing that to you. So you can check that out starting on June 16th if you're an NBA fan. Will Chet go to the Magic? Will the Orlando Magic land Chet? That is the question. And you'll get that answer. You're like, who's Chet? I I love the NBA, though. (laughs) (laughs) Chet? There's some dude named Chet that's good at basketball. All right. So So good. Riley Reef. Yeah. uh, Visited the New York Jets. Larry Ogunjobi had a two-day visit to the New York Jets. The Bengals. From Chet to Jet. Go. All right. (laughs) What are we doing? That's good. Actually, I'd like that a lot. Uh, the The Bengals have two former players who we've talked about potentially coming back for various roles, taking visits with the Jets. And the Jets also, of course, have Carl Lawson on that team. Some, some interest in former Bengals in New York, mm-hmm. CJ Uzama. Uh, but the Bengals have needs at those positions. And Riley Reef. I'm describing as a backup anything but center at this point. It looks like for the Jets, he would be backing up unless Mekhi Becton isn't ready. Mm-hmm. But the the Jets have George Fant and Mekhi Becton. Maybe he pushes George Fant for a starting job, but Fant's been serviceable and is younger, I believe. Riley Reef pretty pretty up there in age at this point in his career. But like your age, yeah. Okay. We're just he we're is. just I mean he is. Isn't he 36? <laughs> Ah, I don't am think I, so. Am I just misremembering how old Riley Reef is right now? Yeah, I think he's like 33. Just he's exposing 33. myself. Exactly. My exactly. Yeah. Oh, funny. Uh, so. So old. Which of these two guys, <laughs> James, if we had to pick one for the Bengals to bring back and the Jets yeah. to not snag off the free agency market, which would it be? Would you rather? This is a fun would you rather. And to me, it's pretty simple. R squared, baby. Riley Reef. Bring him in. Because to me, he would instantly become your best tackle, not named Jonah Williams and Lyle Collins. He would instantly be uh, your best guard, not named Alex Kappa. Um, or, or Ted Karras, I guess. But you're, you're considering Karras a center because he's going to be the starting center. Uh, so he's versatile. He does have experience. He's played mostly tackle. Has experience at left and then right tackle last year. So that alone, you feel great about Isaiah Prince? Feel great about Akeem Adenogy? Feel great about Jackson Carmen? Well, bringing someone in like that who, one, is an adult, two, would fit right in with guys like Ted Karras, with guys like Alex Kappa and Lyle Collins, and is still searching for that Super Bowl ring. You go to the Jets. That You have zero. In Jets fans, I get it. You, you think – maybe playoffs, something like that. You ain't winning a Super Bowl. That's just not happening. Well, the Bengals have Super Bowl plans again. And so if you're Riley Reef or Larry Okunjobi for that matter, 
that part is a, a, a no-brainer. Um, and I, I think three tech is still uh, maybe a bigger need. But to me, if the Bengals are going to make another run, it's going to be because this offense takes another step or two. So while I think the Bengals would probably lean Ogunjobi, I think back to what Zach Taylor said too about Riley Reef last week when, when asked about the culture in that offensive line room and how Riley helped that. Why not bring him in, uh, bring him back, and let him kind of fill in the cracks when there are cracks? For example, Alex Kappa, this core muscle injury, that's great. Hey, Riley, you played right tackle. Let's see how you are at right guard. I'm sure he'd be fine. You know, I, I just I, I think he would be a solid backup that could fill multiple positions, and that's what you want. And even though he's your age at 33, I still expect that uh, he could play at a reasonably high level and be pretty affordable, honestly. So give me R squared, Riley Reef. He's actually like five months younger than me. Wow. Just to pile it onto myself. Wow. But but if you look at why the Jets would be bringing Riley Reef in, they've got, like I said, George Fant. They drafted Max Mitchell. Not that I expect Max Mitchell to be starting for them this year. They have Chuma Adoga from 2019, who's still there backing up Mekhi Becton. They've had issues keeping Mekhi Becton on the field, or Mekhi Becton's had issues getting onto the field for the Jets. But it, it looks like a depth piece. And if it's a guard you're looking at, Elijah Vera Tucker was their first-round pick last year. Lakin Tomlinson, a big free agency signing for them this year. There's no obvious, overwhelmingly obvious starting job out there. For 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 Riley Reef with the Jets, although I do think he would push George Fant if given the opportunity. But if he's interested in this kind of job, maybe what's appealing to him is the fact that he could push for a starting left tackle job mm-hmm. and and just make some money. Maybe the Bengals just aren't interested. Maybe that relationship didn't end well. Although with Zach Taylor's comments recently praising Riley Reef's leadership, I, I doubt it. But. You know, you never know, I guess, like if the way that the injury happened and was kind of we didn't really all get all the details about it. So it seems like he's willing to take this kind of backup job, though, or this first guy off the bench at multiple positions job, which it seems like it would be for him in New York, maybe a clear path onto the field again. Why wouldn't the Bengals also be interested if the Jets are mm-hmm. doing it? Shouldn't the Bengals be able to do it? the Bengals who are trying to contend, the Bengals who are in a solid position from a cap perspective. And I know the Jets are trying to take a big leap this year. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner, Jermaine Johnson, they added a lot of premium players to Mm -hmm. this team. CJ Uzama, Lakin Tomlinson, Tyler Conklin, the free agency push, Corey Davis. They added a lot of guys. So they're trying to take a leap. But the Bengals are also trying to win a Super Bowl, right? And so you would think they would also be in the market. But for me, between these two guys and the would you rather question that we started with, get one of them. Get both of them. Get one of both them. Get is, both. both is the answer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, why, why do I have to pick? But I'm, I'm happy with either. I think Larry Ogunjobi could make more of an impact. If you get Riley Reef playing one of those guard positions well, though, then you feel really good about it. You feel incredibly good about your depth if Riley Reef is there, but it, it's tough. I, I think Ogunjobi just plays more, but they also drafted Zach Carter. So either Reef, Ogunjobi, I don't know. I waffle on these a lot. I would probably agree with you, though, in the end, that Riley Reef, there's just more upside there potentially with, with the question mark for Jackson Carmen with 
the well, Collins has had some injuries in his career as well. The, the ability yep. to back up both tackle positions make you feel really good about your depth. It just gives you a guy that's experienced, right? Where yeah, if you're in the AFC title game and you're not shuffling between Akeem Adeniji and Jackson Carmen, where it was like bad versus bad in 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 the Super Bowl. Maybe you do feel good about Jackson Carmen this year by the time, you know, if they make another playoff run. But if he's getting beat, right, then you could say, oh, well, we have this veteran that we know is going to at least be in the right spot. It, it gives and, you a security blanket if yep. the development doesn't happen. And yep. the Bengals are banking on the development happening, which is why I think I agree with you that Ogunjobi would be higher on their shopping list. But they're banking on Deontay Smith being a good swing tackle and Jackson mm-hmm. Carmen and Hakeem Energy being solid players. Yep. I, I think and, they and, are. I think they believe it. Yeah, I know. And that's that scares the hell out of me. Um, but as we transition, you know what scares the hell out of Bengals opponents? Yes. Their wide receivers. Yep. And we have some fun stats to talk about when it comes to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd and company coming up next. But first, a word from Bet Online where Man, oh man, Golden State Warriors, continue to do what you're doing and win two more because I'm going to catch in if you do at Bet Online and you can too. By going there now, signing up for free, and whether it is, you know, Warriors and Celtics and, and whoever you're, you're wagering on there, or maybe it's Major League Baseball or the NFL uh, or the NHL Conference Finals or Fighting News, MMA, boxing, whatever you want to wager on. You can do that at Bet Online. So go there now, sign up for free, and start cashing in today. And hopefully, Steph Curry is cashed from three for a few more games. And my Warriors, yeah, I'm saying it. My Warriors can get it done. I'm sure there's a lot of Celtics fans out there, but I'm clearly, even though I'm wearing green today, by the way, wearing Celtics green, Jets green, I'm clearly in Camp Golden State. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to sign up at Bet Online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Golden State. And and that series is 2-2 two to two right now, right? 2-2 two to two as we record this on Sunday. Yes, sir. You think there are Boston Celtics fans listening to Lockdown Bengals? If you're a Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics fan who is also a Cincinnati Bengals fan, please tweet at Lockdown Bengals so I know who you are. There's like probably there's, three of you. I think there's a shot. Yeah. Well, just because if you grew up in Cincinnati, maybe you grew up and you're like, oh, well, I really liked it when Ray Allen and, and Kevin Garnett joined the Celtics and I rooted for that sure. team. Or you liked Rajon Rondo or, you know what I mean? Th- that's that's it. Like I was – I, I liked Paul Pierce a lot. But I was a big Heat fan, you know? So I was a big I was a big Wade person, so I, I rooted yeah. for the Heat. Um, even back to, at his Marquette days when he was torturing yeah. my Bearcats. Anyway. I, I, I liked Dwayne Wade too. But, yeah, I, I liked Paul Pierce back in the day. That's That's like the last time I paid attention to the Celtics. 
The Locked On NFL duo of Chris Carter and your boy Q, who do the Friday show on Locked On NFL, mm-hmm. did a top five wide receiver duo ranking. Oh, oh, interesting. I'm your sure boy I'm Q love this. has <laughs> forgotten about the existence of the Cincinnati Bengals, even though the team he covers for the Locked On Podcast Network when he's not doing Locked On NFL is the Las Vegas Raiders, oh. who I believe lost to the Bengals twice in. 2021 oh including in the playoffs wow okay huh huh weird and he's forgotten about the existence of jamar chase and t higgins Mm -hmm. didn't make his top five wow and his top he admitted that he admitted that right in his defense yeah he he admitted in the moment he was like oops i forgot yeah somebody in in the replies because i i just put him on blast i quote tweeted the list and i was like somebody go somebody go tell these men What's going on? Somebody yeah. in the replies pointed out that Q's list, poor Q, piling on, has three duos that have never played together. And that's his top three. Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, and Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Yep. Three duos that have never played together. Chris Carter mm-hmm. did better. You guys know Chris Carter from covering the Steelers for Locked On Steelers. Many of you have... Strong feelings about Chris Carter. But he has the Bengals duo at third on his list behind, again, Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, which, okay. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Mike Evans Mm -hmm. and Chris Godwin is a a fine duo in Tampa for Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. And Cooper uh, Cooper Cup in particular is a very productive, very good player. Allen Robinson was a very productive, very good player. And I did recently go on record saying I'm not ready to write his career off because he had a bad year. He's still relatively young and he was really good for a long time. So he could be really good. He could revitalize himself in that Sean McVay offense. But I just really struggle with both of these, man. Mm -hmm. And, and, And not only that, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson... And some people still think Justin Jefferson is a touch better than Jamar Chase, not on either of these lists. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess Adam Thielen is just washed at this point, according to these guys. But man, that's uh, that's tough. I, I, I feel like Jamar Chase and T Higgins are being disrespected here. Well, they are. And honestly, whatever they were drinking on Friday during Friday's Locked On NFL show last week, well... I wouldn't drink during the week because clearly it, it had an impact on their judgment here. Um, everyone loves Hunter Renfro, right? And it's and he's really damn good. I get it. But this idea that Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams, that you would take them over Chase and Higgins, that's wild to me because you could argue that Chase was just as good as Devontae Adams last year. Not almost as good, just as good. And I, I certainly would take T over, over Renfro because you can just find Hunter Renfro's. There's a reason Hunter Renfro didn't get $25 million per with his extension. It's because, well, he's, he's easier to find. Um, but let's, let's go back to your boy Q because he said Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. What? what? What is that? What, is this a track team or is this an NFL team? Is that what we're doing? Because the Bengals right now, if all money was equal, and, and I don't even have to like call Zach Taylor or Duke Tobin. They would not take those two guys, even if it was the same money, 
over Chase and Higgins. There is zero chance. I don't even need to make the call. I don't even need to discuss it. Um, the Allen Robinson Cooper Cup thing is interesting because on paper, they could be really damn good. Cooper Cup had the best year last year of any receiver. He just did. Sorry. It doesn't mean he's the best receiver in the NFL, but he was in 2021. Uh, Allen Robinson, the situation's weird in Chicago. I think he's going to be better. I think he's probably an upgrade there, but are they the best duo? Like, I don't know that. And how many of these tandems went over a thousand yards last year? And I know some of them are new. Uh, Godwin got dinged up. Mike Evans was battling stuff here and there. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, Renfro and Adams did. Okay. Including the playoffs. But not and not together. So that's part of it. So like to me, I know Higgins and Chase can coexist. I know they make huge plays together and kind of feed off of each other and all of those things. So are they the top in the league? Probably splitting hairs. Yeah. But these dudes made big plays on the biggest stage. And how many of those guys on either list did that? Godwin and Evans have. They've played in a Super Bowl and won. Um, Devontae Adams has not. Hunter Renfro played in one playoff game. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, Lockett's went on some deep playoff runs. Metcalf really hasn't. Um, so, so that part matters as well. Tyreek Hill has. Jalen Waddle hasn't. It, it, again, we'll see. But, but to me, for them to not be on the list is ridiculous. In third, does feel a little low. I don't really know who I would take over them. And I don't think this is like an orange and black bias. You're talking about a 22-year-old now in Jamar Chase who lit the NFL on fire at 21 after taking a year off, and a guy in T. Higgins who has 1,999 yards in two seasons and his starting quarterback missed half the, or nearly half the season as a rookie. So he would easily clear 1,000 yards otherwise. They're studs. They're freaks. They're both going to get paid huge money. And I think they're the best duo in the NFL. And it's crazy that uh, they just got kind of pushed to the side on this list. And T had such a good playoffs too. Like people, when they look at T Higgins, they're looking at his regular season stats. His stats, including the playoffs is 18 games, 1400 yards, eight touchdowns over 15 yards per catch. Jamar chase over 17 yards per catch, 1800 yards in, in uh, 21 games because T missed a few games. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time finding a duo that you would take over them. Starting with Devontae Adams or Justin Jefferson with a good running mate, I think would be the argument. But Adam Thielen, a bit of a down year, getting up there a little bit in age. And Hunter Renfro as a slot guy, I mean, he's just it's just not as compelling. You know, the DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett thing, maybe, but not anymore, not without Russ. Hard to see them being close to the the level of production they used to have. And they weren't Russell last Wilson. year. And they weren't right. last year. Well, Russ missed some time last year, didn't he? He had the thumb thing. A, a little, fine. But yeah, when but he, they were in. Yeah. Uh, the other the other little piece that I wanted to add into this, the, the stat that you teased, James, is catch rate over expected, a next-gen stat that tells you which receivers make unlikely catches more often. Than hmm. others, the Bengals the only team with two players on this list. Jamar Chase coming in at wow, nine. Be damned! Oh man! In catch rate over expected, six point two percent more catches made than expected. His expected catch rate at fifty seven point one percent. His catch rate at sixty three point three percent. And he had some drops last year on some deep balls that probably would have bumped this number up even more. 
So Jamar Chase, as, as that 21-year-old at the time, torching the NFL, very good at making hard catches. And the reason that his expected catch rate is so low is because so many of these passes going his way are deep balls that are pretty low expected catch rate. Number one on the list is T. Higgins. We've talked about his catch radius. We've talked about his ability to make catches in traffic, something that as a rookie was a little bit more inconsistent that we thought would show up more as he developed in the NFL, showed up big in his second season, plus 9.8 in the catch rate over expected. His expected catch rate, again, at 57.5%. His catch rate at 67.3%. So Higgins on a lot of vertical, a lot of downfield, a lot of low expectation stuff coming down with a lot of passes. And you can think about it. Think about the Ravens game. Think about even the Super Bowl. T. Higgins making big contested plays downfield in big moments. And, and people just don't really remember it or something. They look at his regular season stats when he only has 70-something targets. And, you know, it feels... Sorry, he had 108 regular season targets, 74 regular season catches. 1,091 yards doesn't yeah. stand out a ton for, for regular season stats. But... You, you know, you, you prorated to the number of games he played. You look at the playoff success. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are really good. Yep. And Higgins, let's just use Higgins. He was better than Keenan Allen last year. I thought he was better than Mike Williams last year. Uh, I think he's more valuable than Hunter Renfro. Um, I think he's better than Chris Godwin, who got dinged up. Uh, he's better than Allen Robinson. Like, and I just went through Chris Carter's list there. So, like, yeah. it's not like he's like 10 out of 10 when it comes to ranking the top five duos. Uh, you know, Chase won and he's 10 and it balances out the fifth. No, no, no. Like he's up there. He's like fifth and Chase is second, maybe. Like I'm taking Chase over Cup long term. Like, you know, I, I'm taking, am I taking Chase over Adams? Probably. He's 22. So he might be number one on this list. And it is kind of crazy that Justin Jefferson is nowhere to be seen. I know I, Thielen's yeah. dinged up, but come on now. Yeah. Justin Jefferson, really good. Uh, we'll, we'll see how they do this year. Maybe they'll just work their way up this list if they both stay healthy and this team does what we think it's going to do hard to imagine it wouldn't i mean our our old friend commissioner yaz had a tweet what a week ago named her co-workers were giving her a hard time saying there's 30 wide receivers in the nfl better than t higgins and i couldn't make a case for more than 10 15 of them and that's if i'm really trying to uh, there's a lot of people that are sleeping on t higgins i think and We'll get our last look at T. Higgins and Jamar Chase in the offseason program. Higgins continuing his rehab. Chase will be on the field. As the Bengals wrap up OTAs, James will be there on Tuesday. We'll be back after that practice on Tuesday with our wrap-up for the OTA program. A bunch of observations and notes coming your way next time on Lockdown Bengals. And we appreciate you making us your first listen today. If you need some more football action, since we're on that three-day-a-week schedule, go check out Locked on NFL. Our NFL experts, including James Rapine, will keep you dialed in on the biggest stories and latest news around the league. You can follow Locked on NFL as well. You can check it out on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, Bengals fans, after the final OTA practice, that's going to do it for this episode of the Locked on Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.